Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, it's Sparky. Five for 55 past the hour. Time for another Milwaukee sports time out. The NFL trade deadline here and gone. And to talk about it, Carmen Vitale from Fox Sports covers the NFC North. And Carmen, the Packers desperately needed some wide receiver help. And the Minnesota Vikings got a tight end in TJ Hawkinson from the Detroit Lions. The Bears get Chase Claypool to put with Justin Fields from a wide receiver position. And the Green Bay Packers got no wide receiver help yet again. Yeah, that was probably my second reaction after seeing the Bears trading for Chase Claypool. My first one was, what? They did what? Right. And then the second one was, um, what are the Packers doing and why isn't the Green Bay Packer logo flashing on my screen rather than the Chicago Bears? Um, but, I, yeah, I, I, that must, again, mean what they've been saying this entire season, which is that they have faith in the guys they have. Uh, what I thought would maybe be the difference was the fact that the guys they had got thinner and thinner and thinner, and we saw that this last game. But uh, with some young guys making plays, I guess they felt like they didn't need to do anything. You know, the one thing that we always hear as Packer fans that drive us all nuts is, well, the Packers were in the mix for Chase Claypool, but the Bears outbid him at the end. How big of a deal do you think draft pick compensation should be for a general manager, considering there's no certainty attached to whoever you may draft? Yeah, I think that it really depends on kind of how general managers approach or what their approach is. I think some general managers definitely err on the side of building through the draft and taking those risks and and hoping that they can develop their draft picks into what they need them to be, whereas other guys are just more comfortable taking guys that they know are good or they know their skill set and therefore their strengths and weaknesses. Um, I, I really don't know whether one is better than the other necessarily, uh, but I did think that I did think it's important to note that the Bears, the second round pick they gave for Claypool was actually their own, which kind of made it more attractive for the Pittsburgh Steelers because they had required a pick from the Ravens in the second round for Roquan Smith, but they're holding on to that pick and they gave the Steelers their own, which is presumably going to be a little bit higher. Um, I don't know if the Green Bay Packers, though, are maybe not ready to admit that maybe their draft picks are going to be pretty valuable, too, um, um, this next season, but maybe they are, and that's why they're holding on to them. But see, that's just it, right? So what in the world are the Bears doing? You you single-handedly kind of destroyed your defense by trading Quinn uh, and Roquan Smith, if you're Ryan Poles, the GM of the Bears, but you get Justin Fields, a wide receiver to work with, I guess, going forward, and a wide receiver that maybe hasn't lived up maybe to 
the hype in Pittsburgh and Chase Claypool. Yeah, I, it was definitely a little bit puzzling because of the fact that we thought the Bears were going to be sellers and everybody was kind of comfortable with that because they're looking towards next year and all the draft capital they have and, and all the cap space that they're going to have. Um, but I do think that getting a head start on it isn't the best or is the, isn't the worst idea, rather, um, now that I'm thinking about it a little bit more, just given that, I mean, the wide receiver market, if you want a, you know, a proven wide receiver or at least the wide, a, a wide receiver who you know, um, it, it's outrageous. And to get a head start because Claypool's contract uh, next season only pays him about $1.5 million. And that's a steal at this point for any wide receiver. I mean, we saw Christian Kirk set the market and uh, going to Jacksonville this last offseason. So I think getting a little bit of a head start and, and letting him kind of gel with field now isn't the worst idea in the world. But, I mean, I think that of the offensive needs, just me personally, I don't know, I might have gone maybe an offensive lineman before I would have gone receiver at this point. But it should help Justin Fields, who's coming off his best game, uh, passer rating-wise, kind of, figure things out through the through the air at least for himself and then you look at the other trade that we mentioned tj hawkinson you know gets traded uh, to uh, a team within the division uh, the detroit lions and they were making trades on draft day so i guess they're completely comfortable working with each other even though they're in the same division so the vikings get hawkinson a 2023 fourth round pick and a conditional 2024 fourth round pick lions get a second this year and a third in 2024 my initial reaction was okay i understand you're in a rebuild mode and you're not close to competing in Detroit and you have one win but he's a pretty good young tight end in Hawkinson but then I start talking to people in Detroit and it sounds like they didn't want to pay Hawkinson after his deal was coming up after next year uh, so from that perspective I guess he was moved in a similar way that Roquan Smith was moved out of Chicago yeah I thought that was interesting too because you don't necessarily know who's going to be under center for the Lions um, come, coming come next year and I just feel like Maybe it would have been good to have someone that had been there, but maybe they just want to clean the slate entirely. I mean, obviously this trade made a ton of sense for the Vikings with Irv Smith Jr. now out for potentially eight to ten weeks. Um, and, you know, he's a big body target. He is he, – his yards after the catch are great. I think that's something that's been missing a little bit more in this Minnesota offense. So it made sense from that regard. I just think that there's a lot up in the air for the Lions, including who's going to be under center. So – I don't know. I I would have thought to hold on to a couple of veterans to kind of show whoever it is, provided that maybe it's going to be a rookie, um, the ropes a little bit more. But uh, I think there's going to be a lot of uncertainty uh, going forward in Detroit between a personnel and even a staffing perspective going forward. Okay, let, let's let's talk about really where the Vikings are at this point. So they get T.J. Hawkinson. They only have one loss. They're going to win this division unless something crazy happens. Uh, right now, but how far do you think they can actually get here? Because I don't feel like Packer fans think the Vikings are going to go very far in the playoffs, even though they only have one loss right now. I don't feel a lot of buy-in from other fans. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's kind of the little brother syndrome, though, right? Like, of the NFC North, the Packers have been in control of this division for the last decade, and uh, sometimes the Vikings have been kind of the pesky little brother to, to come up a little bit, only to kind of collapse at the end, and I think Vikings fans can very much attest to the fact that Vikings are going to Vikings, but I think that that narrative is changing this year under this new regime, and they're making adjustments, and they're learning uh, you know, how to execute this offense very well, and I think that even though they're kind of middling in the pack as far as like some of the major offensive categories, I was looking up some of the stats, um, they're really good inside the red zone, and they're really good at scoring points, and that's a recipe for winning football games, clearly. 
and they're getting a, a lot of really good things out of their defense now. I think Donatello has kind of revamped some things. We saw uh, Darius Smith, who I'm sure, after seeing what he's doing this year with the Vikings, I'm sure the Packers are starting to miss him um, or already have already been missing him. But, I mean, they were moving him around, you know, getting him on the interior, exploiting some of those matchups. Um, on that interior, and I just think that the Vikings are for real, and I don't blame Packers fans for maybe not taking them super seriously yet, but I, they've got all the makings of going deep into the playoffs as far as I'm concerned. You've watched this Packers team all year like uh, us Packer fans have. There are is a uh, faction of Packer fans that think they should have sold at the trade deadline instead of even entertaining the idea of buying that they're more than one player away. Would you have considered such a notion in trading maybe a Dean Lowry or somebody like that and trying to get some draft picks in return? Yeah, I mean, I think that that could have, when you considering difference, I mean, I mean you're not going to trade away any of like your major players, right? Uh, I don't think it's that dire of a situation. You're not going to enter into a full rebuild, but maybe a guy like a Dean Lowry who maybe hasn't gotten the uh, the push up front that that they maybe wanted out of him this season. I just it's very interesting because I don't think the Packers think that they're in any sort of rebuild. I think that they can still turn or they think they can still turn it around this year. Uh, the odds are against them, but I think they. I've, I've heard it multiple times the last couple of weeks, especially like, well, in 2016 we were able to do this. In 2016, and like, I think that they want to recapture some of that momentum from 2016. I don't know if that's possible. Uh, but if it is, it might be coming up this week. Yeah, no question about it. Uh, w- one last thing for you. Is Philly that far and away the best team in the NFC right now, in your opinion? I think so. I just think that they're clicking on all in all facets, and I just I'm, I have a ton of respect and a ton of admiration for what Nick Sirianni has been able to do. I mean, you saw last year they got off to a really rocky start, and halfway through the season they just kind of scrapped everything, started over with that offense, and really built it around Jalen Hurts. And it's paid off, and they've continued that into this season. They added, you know, A.J. Brown to really solidify that offense. And I just think that they are playing really good complementary football, and they are just such a complete team. I'm a really big uh, proponent of offensive lines, and lines that the trenches in general, offensive and defensive lines. And I just think the Eagles have the best in football, and I don't think it's coincidence that the best – uh, offensive line in football also has the best, best record in their conference. So I see them, you know, going pretty far, but we'll see because they've got a really kind of easy stretch down, you know, the, the home stretch is a little bit easier. Their schedule is very easy this season, so they're going to get really, they're going to get tested in the playoffs and we'll see if they can hold up. But I mean, as far as looking at the roster, looking at the way that they're playing right now, I don't see anybody that comes close to them really in this conference. And further proof that a first press conference means absolutely nothing because Sirianni had maybe the worst press conference of all time for his first press conference. Uh, <laughs> and somehow or another, he figured out how to actually coach instead of worrying about uh, you know dealing with press conferences. Carmen Vitale, thanks so much for coming on. Follow her on Twitter at CarmiV. She covers the NFC North for Fox Sports. Appreciate it so much, and uh, hopefully we'll talk again down the line. Okay, thank you so much. To hear more about what the Packers didn't do at the trade deadline what the rest of the division did, make sure to tune in to the latest episode of Kurt and long with Ryan Horvath from BetMGM tonight and myself. Just search Curd and Long on Odyssey, Spotify, or Apple. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.